0: This is Joy. And this is Claire. Happy New Year. Happy ha- New Year.
1: Happy New Year. We got a great crew with us today. We've got some good people. We got some regulars. We got some new people in. Uh, we were talking about what people did on New Year's Eve. Some people were on the couch. Some people made some vision boards. So the New Year's starting out just right. We went and saw Mean Girls. It was great. It was so cute.
0: It was so cute. We had originally had tickets to see it in March of 2020, womp, 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 and um, finally got around to getting actually out there to see it in real life, and yeah, I mean, it wasn't like heartbreaking genius, but it was really sweet. It was very- It was
1: just so cute. Like, yeah, it was just like so fun where the whole time you're just like smiling because it just feels good to watch it. Yeah. And the- performers were so amazing and the characters were great and the songs were fun so it was very feel good energy it was just like the whole time i was just smiling and the cutest dad and son were sitting in front of us i was just obsessed with these
0: two (laughs) they were wearing matching pink suits Uh, just like the not like sweatsuits like suit suits like dressed up dressed
1: up just and just the
0: little boy probably couldn't he was probably like six like he, he looked like probably five or six Oh my gosh, they were so freaking
1: They good. were so cute. The second they sat down, I looked at Claire and I was like, oh my
0: God, they're so cute.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't like it. And then you just feel weird because you're like obsessed with these strangers. And I'm like, I can't yeah. get over how cute they were. But it was just such a fun night. I didn't, I expected more people to dress up. I don't know why, but I saw a lot of I like glitter and sequins.
0: Wore we wore pink, of course, pink sweatsuits. Joy had this like crushed velvet pink jumpsuit. Jumpsuit,
1: Yeah, Target. Target a new day. Everyone was like, "Where'd you get that
0: jumpsuit?" Target. And I had like a basically pajama set from Amazon. I thought about doing the oversized pink polo with like some skinny jeans and then straightening my hair, but then I decided that was my plan. And then I was thinking about it as I was like browsing shirts on Amazon. I was like, "Wait a minute, why am I going to opt to wear jeans to this? I should wear like a sweatsuit."
1: Yeah, be be comfy, be, be comfy. very comfy. Yeah, because I can't like sit in jeans for that long. No. There were a lot of sequins, a lot of sequins, which I kind of was like, ooh, sequins would have been my second go to but um, I spent a, I spent way too much time one day searching for like the perfect pink thing to wear. But the first thing I found was that pink jumpsuit at Target and I was like, okay, so that was like on the back burner. And then I just went down this rabbit hole of like all the like fun furry things that you can get off of like. ASOS and I'm like eventually just sent it to you and Jess and you guys were like why can't I mean the, it's the obvious answer is the pink jumpsuit I was like okay fine like I was starting to go like a sequined one shoulder sequined bodysuit with jeans and I'm like no which no also would have been fabulous
0: but it would have but been
1: then been. I was like oh yeah the jeans sitting for too long not not that would have yeah. been fine I anyway like it was perfect
0: it, some of those people definitely look like they were going out after maybe that was the, the maybe
1: that was line. it <laughs>
0: Which we definitely <laughs> not do. Like, we were still home. I live 45 minutes away and I was still home by, I think I got home at like 11.30. And well, we hope you guys are off to a good start of your new year. We were, are recording this on Monday. Um, I saw a lot of funny tweets or, you know, whatever memes that were like, shout out to everyone who made a new year's resolution and has already decided to wait and start on Monday. I thought that was like, cute. That like, I think like Monday is mentally an easier day to like kick something off. Sunday is like a soft launch. Soft launch. hmm
1: <laughs> When we were in the car on the way home, I was saying like, Oh, this is the year I've seen all these memes that are like new year's Eve plans. Just stay home on your couch in your sweats. I'm like, this is the one year I've actually like in a long time that I've had plans to go out And I'm actually the one that's going out and getting dressed up and staying out like somewhat
0: late. (laughs) We were walking back to the car. You know, we're walking through downtown, like the heart of downtown Denver. It was just like, we're walking around. And at one point, we're walking behind this group of girls. who are probably in like their mid to late 20s. Yeah. And they're like huddled together. Like, yeah, like the, like the like, huddle
1: walk, like the cold huddle walk where they're like arms linked and they're just like huddled together. I don't want to
0: actually wear like a real coat because then you have to like hold the coat at the bar. I looked at Joy and I was like, that was a fun phase of life. Like I'm that- not sad that I'm – I don't want to be there anymore. I'm not like yearning to like be going out to the bars right now. I don't want to be like h- cold huddled with you right now, Joy, like walking to the bar. But – it did was nostalgic. I was like, "Oh, that was fun." It was it was, it was cute. fun to like go out in you know a, jeans and a top. Yeah, jeans <laughs> and a top. When it was jeans like and a cute twenty top. Degrees. <laughs> jeans, and a, you know, just jeans and a top, and like high heels, walking around like the slushy streets.
1: Yes, I mean they had full on high heels on, and it was slushy. Oh my gosh! So I remember, I mean, but we both looked at each other like, yeah, like we we saw them at the same time, and then like you said it before I said it was like. Oh, it was like a fun phase of life. Like, <laughs>
0: Guys, this is like going to be a core memory and they don't even realize it. They don't even realize it.
1: I just wanted to stop them and be like, do you understand? Like cherish understand this moment. Yeah.
0: Che- yeah. It cherish. goes by so fast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Before you know it, 45 moisturizing really a lot. Before- <laughs>
0: trying to moisturize. Yeah. Before you know it, you're out wearing a coordinating sweatsuit to your New Eve plans. Oh, my gosh. And just
1: like trying to be be, being very excited that you were up past like 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve. And then on our way from dinner, because we had dinner before we went to the show, there were all these like cool kids wearing very ravey outfits. I looked at Claire and I was like, is there a rave going on? You're like, yeah, there's a rave going on. And I was like, what? Don't those happen at like 2 a.m.? There's all these like fun rave outfits going on. I'm like, I missed my calling of like going to early raves.
0: Yeah, I could see joy. Joy. I could see you at a rave in your face. Oh,
1: they had the, the coolest outfits on. They Their really outfits cute. were so cute. Yeah, it was another fun yeah, phase of I mean, life that it was that early. I actually, it was like yeah. seven,
0: and they yeah. were, I was like, maybe they're going to like a early pre-rave. Bird special rave. Yeah,
1: pre rave rave. Anyway,
0: pre rave rave. So we talked a little bit about resolutions, quite a bit about resolutions last week. One of the questions that we got, I asked her some questions for this episode. And I just want to touch on this briefly because I think we do take for granted that everyone has been here listening to us for nine and a half years. So we really talk. I know. Thank you to everyone who has, and thank you (laughs) to anyone who's listening for the first time. Yeah, I love that you guys are all here. And I think that often we like don't do a very good job of recapping our stance on things when it comes to New Year's resolutions. Like we were talking last week, you know, I like to do a word. Joy has done words in the past, and we've also done like much more specific goals in the past over the years. Our stance on resolutions and on goals has really morphed into what I mostly can describe as like good for you, not for me on a lot of like those hard goal setting where it's like, Hey, if that works for you, that is amazing.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm glad you
0: found your thing. Totally. Go fill out your bullet journal, go like do, you know, do your thing. It's not, it doesn't feel like something that's worked for us in a long time. And for a while on the podcast, we would set goals publicly sort of just for the experience of not achieving them and then reflecting on like, well, why didn't that goal really work out the way I thought it was going to? That was an interesting sort of a like gateway into realizing, oh, maybe actually setting goals like this, you know, we would sit down on the podcast and be like, okay, here's my here are my like three, six, twelve month SMART goals and I'm gonna do this and then find five year goals. And when we were really in across it, it was a little bit easier because it was easy to be like, I wanna increase my snatch by 15 pounds or, you know, I want to take 30 seconds off my friend time. Like, those types of goals were a little bit easier just to kind of reach out and grab. But then six months later, I would be like, oh, actually, I didn't. I added 30 seconds to my friend time. Let's talk about what happened. Over the years, it kind of was like, hey, maybe I don't need to start with a goal that, like, in the back of my head, I kind of know I'm not going to achieve. And this is like a weird reverse engineering of like, eliminating priorities in a way. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I've been
1: thinking a lot about this. And I think just right before I hit record, I heard I was listening to this podcast, you know, the happiness lab with Lori Santos. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's heard of her. They were she was talking about like how to not keep going for like the next big thing. Tony Hale was on, which you know, we know and love we know and love him. <laughs> we know him personally. He was talking he's talking about we this. Don't. I (laughs) I mean, if there's an actor that I would love to know, I think it would be Tony Hill, like to be friends with anyway. So I was listening to this interview. And he talked, they were basically talking about like how Tony's talked about this so many times, going to like the next big thing and thinking that whole premise of like, I'll be happy when, or at least when you set a goal, you're kind of doing it for that purpose. Like, Whether you're aware of it or not, you're kind of setting goals because you think it will bring you some type of joy, and so they kind of go into this. Highly recommend if you're listening to this live. The uh, episode was, I believe, dropped today on the second. It just got me thinking about like I when we talked about the goals last time, or like the couple few episodes ago, we were talking about like setting goals and how I was having a hard time setting goals. I was like, oh, I think. I think it for me, it's because there's a little bit of like, I think I'm finally getting to the point in my life where I know that like stuff isn't going to bring me happiness and I'm pretty content and happy right now. So, so the setting of the goal is a very different mindset. So that's kind of been on my mind as far as like whether you call it resolutions, whether you call it goals, whether. You- and I think that's different for everybody, because if you would have asked me this question five years ago, I probably would have given you a different answer. But now it's kind of like, oh, I think that's why I feel at first felt complacent. Like I was just kind of like, oh, you're not living to your full potential. But now it's like, oh, because I don't want to fall into the trap of like, this will bring me happiness. And no matter who you ask, and they give a lot of really good examples in that episode of like, oh, if I want win one Oscar, well, then I need another one. Because It's that whole thing of like, once you get what you think that you want, it doesn't bring happiness and then you kind of get depressed over it. And, but it's such an easy thing to fall into. So I think there's a lot of ways to look at it.
0: It's easy to fall into because it, again, like we talked about this on our episode with JK, we talked about it a little bit last week. We talked, it's like a lot of what they focus on that Bernie Brown episode we keep talking about is that like, that's really the only goal setting method that we see modeled of like pick a one exact thing that's like far off in the distance, and then work backwards to figure out how you need to get there. Yeah, so I don't want to recap everything. You know, we've talked a lot about this in the last couple episodes. If you want to hear us talk more about goal setting and about our ideas for 2023, I ended up setting some words that are still sort of settling. We'll see if they end up sticking, which are ritual and growth. I feel like last year with consistency, and then the year before with structure equals freedom. Like they're all really dancing around the same thing and so I'm kind of trying to just stick to that same theme of like set myself up for having a little bit more of like a structure in my day-to-day and that's really what I'm I'm um, trying to get at but I think like for me that's helpful and also I'm not the type of person who like will use that word for every single decision I make this year you know I think some people will do like a year of yes or something where it's like, oh, every single decision or every major decision is going to be filtered through this. For me, it's kind of more of just like, hey, I'm committing to keep this in mind. We would love to hear how you guys think about goals, how you're thinking about resolutions. I do think there's some validity to setting a resolution. Like, I know a lot of people kind of poo-poo the idea of like, oh, you know, January first is just another day, but it isn't. It isn't because culturally we do set a lot of significance around it. That's meaningful. You know, you can't just ignore that. And if you do have something out there that you want to try for or a way you want to change your life, like it can be really helpful to have those culturally structured kind of launching dates, whether it's January 1st, whether it's the first of a, the, a new week or a new month or a birthday or something like if that works for you, then that's great. And there's right. no reason to say like, oh, it's just another day. Like, no, it, this is culturally significant. We yeah. put a stock into January 1st. Yeah. So if that I, feels exciting and like a new beginning to you, then like embrace that.
1: Like motivation. I think it's a beautiful thing to have motivation. It's a beautiful thing. And, and I say that just in terms of like what inspires you not to be like,
0: go for your goals, like that
1: type of motivation, but like it it feels good. That feels good. And this is all about behavior change, guys. Like this is all about behavior change. And so when we kind of unpeel it a little bit, it's like, well, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so sometimes we'll put like that significance to give us a little bit of like kick to it. And I think that's why typically the whole like diet, exercise, stop using substances, whatever, like January 1st thing doesn't always last or take is because it really has to do more with like the behavior change side of it. But anyway, whatever you need to do, we support you, whether it be resolutions, whether it be just continue to live your life and be present and happy and loving, good. I mean, my revelation lately was like, oh, again, the goal setting doesn't fit for me right now because I'm in a place of like, I'm pretty good. So it feels better for me to think in terms of giving and in terms of giving back that that's really resonating for me in any way. We were talking at dinner the other night uh, before the show around like just being a m- more mindful consumer or we've talked about that before, obviously, but like even just I, I, I don't know how the topic came up of like buying things in season where I was like, you know, because t- I think you and Jess were talking about this and I was like, so. I
0: was talking about bananas. Yeah. Well, I have no idea how I got that we got on this topic at dinner, but I was like, the one thing for some reason, like the hill that I will die on when it comes to sustainable grocery shopping is that we don't, we rarely, rarely, rarely buy bananas because you can't grow bananas in the Northern Hemisphere. Like all of our bananas are monocrop, monocrop farmed in South America for the most part and i mean you can grow bananas but like they're not it's very hard and so but like i do plenty of other crappy things all the time so i don't know why like not buying bananas is like the my the flag in the sand that i've planted but it just is and so then we started talking about like okay but how do you shop seasonally kind of the main hack if you are someone who's interested in this is when you go to the grocery store gr- grocery store your sister, if you look for produce that's on sale, that is a really good indicator of what's in season. If you go in and there's like, like right now you're going to go in and there's probably going to be specials on citrus because oranges and grapefruit are in season. In a couple months, you're going to see, start seeing specials on like asparagus and berries, those sort of like early spring, early spring produce. Cause that's what's in season in the middle of the summer. You're going to have tomatoes. You're going to have a lot of different fruit, And as you get into the fall, it's going to be like figs. It's going to be apples. Like that is an easy way. I'm not saying you can only purchase those things, but if you're curious about like, how do I get to a point where I can at least work that in? That's a very foolproof way to do it. So there's my little tip of the day.
1: I like that. Something that I want to be better at because I don't know, I feel like I've lost touch with this or at least just it hasn't been in the forefront of my mind is just being really mindful of consuming and using things. I'm making this rule for myself that I cannot buy new products unless I've used all the products I have, like face products or even, I mean, any products really, because I will tend, I have a tendency to kind of like hoard things or like buy more thinking like this new lotion is going to be like the lifesaver. And so, you know what I mean? So I am like, I have so many like bottles of things. I want to use everything that I have before I buy more or before I buy something else or try to be a little more mindful of that piece and then also like doing the amazon prime day if i'm doing anything amazon to not ship in separate boxes as much as i can or even just like go out and buy it from a store so these are things i'm just trying to be like okay i don't know i i I just i feel like especially during the holidays when you see so much consumption consumption and boxes sitting at the trash i was just like oh like hurts my heart a little bit so i want to be better about it
0: actually really liked in 2020 if you guys were here at the beginning of 2020 i set the intention to like buy as little from amazon as possible and that went great until covid hit and it was like well there goes that goal because now i have like you know it became like really really difficult to not like you couldn't go to the store um it was at the time i was like you know i'm not gonna like swear off amazon completely but like if i need an item i'm gonna shop locally first and i'm gonna you know try to get away from like instant gratification of like, oh, thinking I need an item and then expecting it to arrive at my house within two business days. Like I'm going to take a little bit of time. Some of that has stuck. Like if I'm looking for a book or if I'm looking for like a kitchen tool or something that I don't need in that moment, I definitely will still try to either buy it online from like a smaller retailer or go shop Locally in Longmont or in Boulder, the other thing that makes that hard is that we used to have an independent natural grocer, grocery store in Longmont, and then they closed. So I think we still have a vi- not Vitamin Cottage. What's the other one? Sprouts. Sprouts. Vitamin, yeah, we have a Sprouts, but it's like Sprouts is not my fave. Whole yeah. Foods just has so much more. Stuff. So much. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know it's so hard because like I Sprouts know. has certain Sprouts is like closer to me,
0: and Vitamin I Cottage like, is closer. Hate this, like I feel like. <laughs> This is the biggest first world problem that I could possibly have. Like, the <laughs> good- Halloween store isn't the one I like.
1: <laughs> I was so bolder of you. Yeah, really I know. Funny. I hate it.
0: But here we are. Anyway. But here we are. Okay, you had a couple of things you wanted to talk about. I
1: do. I had a couple of things that I wanted to like just share. And I don't think I, I don't think I was in a place to share them a couple of weeks ago. But I wanted to say that Claire and Jess got me a cameo with Janusz. If you listen to the Great British Bake Off, Arnie Marks Cassette Bake Show, um, or watch the Great British Bake Off then you would know who Yanush is but the day that Lua passed away they sent me a
0: cameo of Yanush
1: being like I I wish I could play it I should play it can I play it
0: I'm not sure it's yeah
1: anyway he basically was like it was so cute it was basically like I'm so sorry about your cats but like He's like, and we don't like to think about those things, but like I have a sausage dog and one of, one day he's going to pass away. And you know, I I think of my sausage dog and it was just like, it was, it just made me smile on a really hard day. It was like exactly what I needed. And I was just like, my heart was just exploding. So I just had to call that out because I was like, that was such a cool thing. Highly recommend if your friend is going through a hard time to send them a cameo from someone
0: that's just going (laughs) to make them laugh. Okay, and I cannot say th- enough good things about Yanush specifically, because oh. we like or you put in your little cameo order and you write out like here's kind of what we want, and it says like you know this could take you can get a rush and then it's like up to you know like within two days or it can take like seven days. I literally put in the request, went to a meeting, and came back, and he had already sent it, oh. and it was so cute and so perfect, and he was oh my gosh, so it was if just you love Yanush. Oh. Go get a cameo from him. Because get a cameo
1: so from Niaush. Just like do it
0: today. Make someone's day. Yeah.
1: Like just totally. Just like, who's do your it. Somebody
0: who you like text about. <laughs> like oh my god, I can't believe that Niaush went home. Like who did you send that text to <sighs> on the season of Bake Off? Go spend. You know, however much it was to go order a cameo so from him, So
1: he was just, it just was, it was perfect. And like, I was, I told Claire and Jess, I was like, uh, you know, like, ugly crying. I was like, beyond ugly crying. Because I was like, laughing, but sad, but like, touched. Like, that's what you thought of. I was like, how about a cameo from Yanush? And I was like, that's exactly what I need. I need to not cry. I don't need like, some sappy card. I just want to like, hear from Yanush and have him console me. And then the other... Awesome. I mean, this is where these are the moments where I'm like, what is this life? Like, what, what is even happening? I was so blown away by this. And so I had to share it on the podcast, because I'm also going to post on stories soon. So if you're listening to this live, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you're listening in real time, when we actually uh, release it, you're going to be maybe confused by the stories, but I'm not going to tell the story on the on stories, because I want you to listen to the episode. So I get this, you know, we talked about Lua passing away and the amazing gift that my friends and family got me uh, a donation for Lua to the kennel where we rescued her where they're going to sponsor a kennel for a cat um, with like a name tag on it with her name on it. So (laughs) sitting there, I think it was Thursday night, Friday night, I don't know, sometime this weekend watching TV and I was like flipping through my phone, I get this email and it says, Hey, join Claire. I'm a former CrossFitter and longtime listener from the GGW days. Imagine my surprise when I was reviewing my donor list at work and saw Scott and Joy Parrish as I was listening to the podcast. I'm the first one to balk at parasocial relationships, but this was too much. My brain exploded. I said out loud, We're the gift. Joy, Lua's tag is currently being designed and a proof should be sent out to you very soon. I'll be keeping tabs on it myself. Lua's memory will be honored with each and every animal we save thanks to your very generous gift. Someone from the philanthropy team will reach out to you to invite you to the shelter when we officially hang Lua's kennel tag, but please let me know if either of you would ever like to stop by for a visit or get a tour of our facility. I got this job after going through a terrible termination, very similar, similar to Joy's situation, and I'd go through it all over again to end up here at Foothills. It sounds like the two of you have found professional fulfillment as well. Thank you for the years of entertainment and sharing your life through the podcast. Leah. So guess what we're doing this morning? We're going to Foothills. To meet Leah, and we're gonna get a tour.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So every once in a while, those moments will happen where it's like, oh my gosh, this is such a small world. Like while she was
1: listening to the podcast,
0: not even like, oh, I saw that donation come through
1: a few weeks ago. Like that just completely blew my mind. It was just, it was amazing. So thank you, Leah, for supporting us and just for being an amazing person and reaching out to I. Immediately wrote her back. And I was like, you have to text me right now. We are coming over immediately. Like, you have to come. Like, we want to see the facility. And, you know, we go to foothills fairly often to, like, drop off donations. And so we're pretty active with that shelter. But I just thought that was, like, next level cool.
0: I love that. I'm so glad you guys are doing that. I think it'll be so fun. And I hope that this will, like, help you have, like, a closer longer term relationship with that shelter, too.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, again, like I said, we've always really appreciated that shelter and they live really I mean not live we live really close to that shelter and so I mean I remember the day that we rescued Lua from there it was in a different location they had a different facility and so they've grown into this really big beautiful location they do a ton of great work for animal advocacy in our city and I just just I have no words like to describe how amazing that was and so she texted immediately and was like, Hey, when you want to swing by? I'd be happy to show you everything. I'll be happy to show you like what we're doing. And, and in my mind, I'm like, someone asked actually in the questions this week, they're like, Joy, are you going to get more cats? And I was like, I have no idea. But like, the funny thing is, is like over the years, I, because we've been puppy raising and, have JT. I don't ever like classify myself as like a dog or a cat person. But I just remember being like, Oh, maybe, maybe I'm just gonna focus more on the dogs after the cats pass away. And then the second that both cats were gone, I was like, Oh, they have such a different presence in the house. And so I'm like, I don't know, we'll see. But of course, when you go to a shelter, you want to take every single animal home with you. But uh, I'm just going to go today and enjoy the time and connect with Leah and. Uh, and probably not come home with a cat. Probably not. <laughs> not right now. I-, I say that, but it was funny. I was talking to my mom yesterday. I'm like, well, if one like calls to us, you know, and she's like, uh oh.
0: <laughs> I know. Danielle in the chat just said, should we take bets? I feel like we should. By the time you guys hear this, we'll know for sure whether or not Joy was able to get out of the shelter without a new cat. But I think it's sort of like. Just browsing for a pet is probably the most dangerous activity you can take on. (laughs)
1: yeah, that's where we're going to okay. visit the shelter with Leah, not going to see the cats no. I, I mean, honestly, we actually used to before we had jt. Actually, I think even when we had jt, we would go to the shelter and just visit the cats. We would just walk around. It was like something that Scott and I would do on the weekends to like just give them interaction. Yeah, but you
0: had two cats at home. To yeah, know, that's like, true my cats. that's, that's
1: true. that's true anyway.
0: Okay. <laughs> on a slightly similar note, talking about loss, the first one of the first questions we got, so I asked for some questions on Instagram. And one of the first questions we got is, do you have any good books or podcasts on how to deal with grief and the loss of a loved one? Do you, Joy, have any like off the top of your head that you kind of love to turn to? Mm, this is, oh,
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> part of me is like, it, I don't love recommending books for grief because I think what, <sighs> here's the thing, that's very individual. I, I would say that personally, I'm going to just speak personally, not as like a therapist hat, but personally- Sometimes it feels good to feel like you're not alone. So I recently, I had it in my queue. It's a book called A Heart That Works by Rob Delaney. Rob Delaney is an actor, comedian. He was on many different shows, but one is Catastrophe, which is like one of my favorite shows. But he lost a son to a very rare condition, tragically. And it's just, so. I mean, so I read that book, listened to that book because I needed to have someone else that like understands grief loss, pain, not to compare pain, because I think we have a tendency to be like, well, you lost a pet. It's not the same as a human. Like no grief is grief. Grief is very weird that you can't compare it. If someone else is just speaking about their grief with whatever, you know, feeling that's coming out of them, it helps to have somebody else to relate to in that way. And I think that that was very ther- therapeutic to, to me because I just needed to kind of like emote or at least feel like a connection So there's plenty of books out there about grief, I would say if you have a specific need, just like send us a message or a DM, because I'd rather talk like a little bit more through about what specifically you're needing. But I would say, most of the time, it's about connection with people who get it. And that will often be in like support groups, whether it be online or like on zoom, but even in like a chat support group. Terrible things for for asking is an amazing podcast that goes through grief yeah, I was and say, loss. You
0: recommended that one in the past so
1: many times because it just really is not at all glorifying stories in like a dramatic way, but just more about like this is really hard that we will all go through grief we, if we haven't already in some way. You we will all go through grief and loss in various uh, forms and intensities. So I know that's a long answer and it wasn't a very direct answer only because I don't think there's a like one that kind of like stands out to me, but it is about like connection. And so usually even when people come to me and say right after a loss – I think it's good to get like some type of counseling. But I I warn people against like going into counseling like right away after a loss, just because you're just in this haze where you just kind of have to absorb it. And talking about it isn't it could help it could be helpful with some people. But I think there's just like such a shock, overwhelm related to it that I think talking can sometimes feel like, well, I don't feel better after this, you know, because it the shitty thing about grief is it's going to suck and it's going to hurt and it's going to be so painful. And like, that's kind of what you have to feel. But getting the support from people who can really like walk with you is really, really important. The beginning of Rob Delaney's book stuck with me so hard. Like the first, I think it was like first 20 minutes that I was listening to where he basically talks about like how mad he was at the world and how pissed he was at people that he's like, the reason I'm writing this book is I just like immediately after this happened, I just wanted everyone to know, like how gnarly this is. And I think there's like an element of that with grief where like the second you have a big loss, you move through the world. Like I'm so pissed that the world is, is still moving. I went to drop off Lou's food, we had this huge box, like this, I bought this huge like pallet of her prescription food. Um, the last time that we had her at the vet, which is like a, couple weeks before she passed, thinking like, Oh, well, she's going to be around, I need to give her all this food. And so I contacted the vet after she passed. And I said, you know, can I donate this back to you? Great, if you can give me a refund, but I really don't care. I just don't want this to go to waste. Can I just drop it back off at the vet? I probably did it too soon, because I was just like, I think Scott and I were in this haze of like, just just get rid of everything in the house that reminds us of her. And I remember driving to the vet being like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't <laughs> cry. The second I walked in the vet with this food, I just started bawling. And the gal at the desk was immediately like, it's good. You're good. It's fine. I couldn't even get the words out of like, my cat died. I'm here to return this food. That act of just like nonchalance. This is normal meant everything to me. Because when you're grieving, no matter who it is or what it is, you could cry in public and strangers could like turn away or they could turn towards you. And that was, like, so meaningful that she didn't even bat an eyelash. She was just like, yeah, take your time. Whatever you need. Here's some Kleenex. We'll get this taken care of. And I was, like, sobbing, sobbing. Not just, like, oh, tears rolling down my face as I'm talking. I just was couldn't even get words out. And I was like, okay, this is what's going on. So I feel like that is, like, what you need is just to know that the world, like, be around people who can just, like, if you can control it, that just, like, allow you to be in whatever space you need to be in. But... That very long-winded answer is very clear that we can't put it in a box and
0: I think somebody in the chat said grief is so hard because everyone else's lives seem to go on around you and your life will never be the same again
1: exactly exactly and
0: I think that totally captures it of like I think I've heard so many people express you know leaving a hospital or leaving someone's home after they've passed away or something like, you know leaving and it can't it's not even just like loss of a loved one I mean I think that's what we all go to as something really horrible which it is but you know grief like you said can happen for a lot of different reasons but kind of walking away away from that moment and thinking like, how is everyone else just living their lives right now? Yeah. And yeah.
1: Like you just have this awareness of like, not to be morbid, but you kind of go through this place of yeah. like, what matters? Like, what is ma- like, oh, this lady is, you know, complaining. <laughs> I was at a nail salon recently, like before I went to Oklahoma and this lady was complaining to the, the, the owners about their prices or something like after she had paid. And I remember being like, is this what you have to be mad is about? Like, you wait, know what I mean? Is like, this the hell you going to die on today? Right. You know, like, is this what you're going to be mad about? You know, and like, and I get it. Like, oh, it's all relative. But then you kind of go through this world with at least like a heightened awareness of what matters. And I just wanted to tell that lady, like, I wanted to tell her some words, but I didn't. But, you know, that's, it kind of puts you in a space for better or worse in a very acute, heightened state of what is important. Yeah.
0: For sure. If you, if anybody out there who's listening does want more specific recommendations, we are always happy to connect on email. Our email is this is joinclair at gmail.com. What I would probably recommend is putting something directly in the subject line of like reply requested or something like that, because a lot of times we love getting notes from people and we I would say the majority of emails we get are just sort of like reaction emails to the episode. And so we will work our way through those throughout the week and kind of just like read them and, you know, they make a smile. We don't necessarily reply. And so if you have something like this, that feels a little bit more like, Hey, I really want some feedback here. Um, we've learned that's the best way for your email to not get lost in a collection of just sort of like feedback notes about the, you know, reaction notes about the pod. So please always feel free to email us. And as always, if you feel like you've emailed us and we haven't gotten back to you about something you were really hoping for a reply for, please just resend the email. We are always, you know, we're, we're never ignoring you on purpose.
1: Yeah, it's okay to give us a nudge. Just if you're someone who is trying to sell us an ad campaign, don't tell us we're going to try to put this on the top of your email inbox because that drives right. me crazy.
0: <laughs> we have a couple other po- other questions. That are kind of in the same thread around jobs. So we have like job searching tips, tips on waiting for the right job opportunity. Um, I feel like jobs is something we've covered quite a lot lately, but I want to, you know, I think the new year is a time that a lot of people start thinking like, okay, in the new year, I'm going to start looking for a new job. My answer to these two questions kind of go together. Like the tip for job searching is the same thing as the tip on waiting for the right job opportunity, which is basically what I always tell myself and what I really, really promote to my friends is like, don't talk yourself out of applying for a job until like, don't talk yourself out of a job until you're in the interview process or almost even until you have the job offer in your hand. I mean, applying to jobs and going through interviews is very tiring and labor intensive, but I will have a, I see a lot of people and there's, I somehow in like my larger friend group have become like the token corporate girl. And so I get a lot of questions from my friends around like, Hey, you know, can you look at my resume? How, what do you think about this job? And a lot of them will say like, well, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this job, but here are a couple of things that I'm not quite sure are going to be ideal. And my answer is always like, just apply, put in your application, you know, go through the first couple interviews. If you get to that point, you never know. Similarly, I've applied for jobs in the past where I thought, wow, this looks like my dream job. And then I go through the interview process. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I yeah. do not want to work with these people. You just never know. So that's my biggest piece of advice. And then when it comes to like to being patient and waiting for the right job. I think that there also, along with that, has to be the acceptance that like there's n- there are very very few perfect jobs out there. And we talked about this years ago. We always would use the language of like just go for anything in like the zip code of your goal. And I think that really applies to jobs. Like go for anything in the zip code of what you think you want to do or of like your end goal for your career. There are very, mm. there are a few careers out there where like certain vocations or academia really you have like a linear track that you have to follow, but that's really not the case for the majority of professions, but people have it in their head. that like, there's only one track I can follow. And, you know, I would really, really encourage you to let yourself get a little bit more creative, you know, look for job titles that are sort of like in the periphery of what you want to do. Look for industries that are a little bit different from what you have experience in. And yeah, it might be a little bit harder to get a job where your resume is not apples to apples, But like, to me, I feel like the impatience part is helped when I feel like I'm doing as much as I can. And then it's sort of like, I can have this moment of, hey, you know what, I'm doing everything I can and I'm at a shitty job. But like, I know that in the back of my mind, I'm working as hard as I can to get out of here. Danielle says, don't like perfect be the enemy of good. And that very much applies to job hunting. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Mira said, I would not have my job today if I sat and questioned too much. And I think that's what we do is we kind of get a little bit like that tunnel vision and It's almost like dating where you have to be like looking at all these qualities of a person and that if you have the majority of it, you're like, okay, what can I settle for? What's a deal breaker? But like I, you know, when I went through that year of looking for a job, I found the most valuable was like not putting any rules around like the application process or the interview process, like there were some where I was like, yeah, for sure, I have a vibe already that this is not going to work out like, when it was like a very clear, like, this is totally out of what I would want to do. But if it is like in that realm and that zip code, like I would not have the job I had today if I would have put a limit on it. Because I remember applying for that job, being like, I'm not really familiar with this company. I'm not sure if this is what I want to do. But I applied and... And like, it was amazing, you know, and so just don't put those expectations, or at least like those limitations, you just never know. And also networking was huge. And just like connecting with people and asking questions. So Good luck,
0: trust. And then somebody also had a quick follow up question. Is it legit to omit non relevant work experience from a resume? Absolutely. Like your resume should work for you. Think of your resume almost as like SEO terms. You do not need to be exhaustive on that thing. If there is something on there that's not relevant, take it off. If there's something on there that you know in the back of your mind was like a one time project, but really relates to this job you're going for hype it up. No one has ever in my knowledge, again, unless you're like in academia or maybe the military, they're not going to fact check your resume. They're just not. No one has time for that. So don't like outright lie, but please edit heavily to match the job you're going for because everyone else is doing it. And that is my like number one takeaway when it came also to applying and interviewing and feeling like, well, you know, I don't want to exaggerate or I don't want to like overstate certain things. Everyone else is doing that. Everyone else is overstating. So you know, if you have also like any experience with something, it's so much easier to build on those skills. Again, within reason, guys, like, you know, and I'm not telling you to just go out and fabricate a past life to, <laughs> you know, like I, you know, I'm i not above putting my friends as references for jobs that didn't occur. Like if that's going to make or break it, maybe don't do that. But I think really let your resume work for you. I think so many people are caught up in an old school mentality about resumes. And at this day and age, your resume needs to read like a list of SEO terms about why you should get this job. Also, this is just like a quick fun tip. The one page resume rule is sort of gone now because it used to apply to the fact that like your resume was going to be in a literal physical stack. And so you did not want it to be two pages because you wanted, you know, you didn't want it to stand out as being too long. Now that resumes are digital, that's really no longer relevant. Like it's more, I mean, I'm again, I'm not saying create a 10 page like thesis about your resume, but it's more than okay to have your resume going on to a second page. So...
1: And then I also read, because I talked to this um, recruiter friend before, you know, when I was looking for a job, it was like, most of the online application processes for larger companies and people in the chat, if you like work in this area, I'd love to hear if this is true. I'm sure it is um, because I submitted so many applications and never heard back from a lot of them is like the automated application process that will like kick out your resume if you have one typo or if you have too many pages or if you have don't like meet certain keywords. So like they already have like for the larger corporations like automate automated resume filters that you won't even get to a human. screens
0: your resume. A robot just screens your resume for like the top 10 phrases they're looking for. And if you don't have them, then it gets kicked out. Yeah, yeah. So
1: you basically have to be like a mind reader, which I'm like, mm, that's well, that's convenient. what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. SEO terms, like go through the job, the job description. Don't just say like, oh, this calls for project management. Oh, you can see that I really have project management in my in my resume. No, write the words project management experience.
1: Exactly. Like
0: if you know if it says you need seven years experience in this thing, don't just say, oh yeah, you can look through the dates and see I have that. Write that in your like highlights at the top. Seven years experience in this thing. Yeah. Like be very literal about those things.
1: And LinkedIn has a ton of really good resources for this, like free resources on LinkedIn.
0: Totally. We have two questions about boots that I'd like to address because I love talking about boots. Somebody says, do you or Scott (laughs) have any good rain boot suggestions? And then somebody else said, I need a daily fall winter boot so badly. Casual, not snow. Best recommendations. We don't really have to wear rain boots in Colorado, Mm -mm. but I mean, I love a Blundstone. A what? A Blundstone. I don't know what type that is. of boot. Oh, really? Mm-mm. It's like I would You know the like Doc Martin Chelsea boot? Mhm. It's like a hippie Doc Martin Chelsea boot.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay.
0: But they are really it's like a like a cult following of her Blundstone boots. They're like $250 and they are like really a The one of the classic Chelsea boot companies. You would recognize them if you saw them. They have like the big tag with the writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people in the chat, Donna, who lives in the Pacific Northwest, says, I love Bean Boots by L.L. Bean. And Maddie seconds that. So Bean Boots. There you go. Thank you, guys.
1: The thing that I'm weird about with with rain boots or anything rubber is in Colorado, uh, maybe anywhere else, it gets like colder. But if it's too cold, the rubber freezes and makes my toes cold. I've yet to find one that like, I know you can wear good socks, but like rain boots for me, I bought a pair once and then I just like never used them because my toes would get too cold because the rubber just like freezes. And so sure, on like maybe a fall day, but I just never found that I use it a a lot. Scott and I really like to wear waterproof running shoes or like athletic shoes. Um, I have a really good hair I believe it's like a Nike Gore-Tex some type of thing that I'll wear on like days where we don't have to be traipsing through the snow but right now what I'm using for walks that I love is these like Merrill like athletic snow boots because it's flexible enough that you can go for walks in them not like the snow boots where you're just like traipsing along you get all these blisters yeah like those are great for like shoveling snow and like doing some quick errands or whatever but like a walking boot meryl is amazing and they keep your feet very
0: warm and the bean boots that people are suggesting are like a leather insulated upper and then if they just have like a really thick rubber band that goes all the way up your foot so Mm -hmm. unless you're stomping in like calf high puddles that probably this probably would be more than enough for just like walking around a rainy city i also do have a pair of bogs that I will wear, take out on in Colorado, every once in a while, we will get these super just slushy days where everything, all the piled snow that people have piled up in the curb Ugh, from traveling the streets will be melted and it's just like a knee deep snow cone basically everywhere you go. <laughs> it's a I don't wear them all that often exactly. they aren't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like a melted snow cone with like the brown and all like your flavorings blend together. It's just like brown. All of it.
1: Yep. That's exactly what it is.
0: And I do. And like bogs are, they're like muck boots basically. They're like fancy muck boots. So- also suggest those for like a daily just boot that you want to wear. I there's so many, so many, so many great options out there. I love Steve Madden. I would look. The thing I love about Steve Madden is that they're really comfy and they often most of their stuff looks a little bit dressy, so you're gonna be able to like elevate your outfit. The kind of day to day boots that I have this season are CVS, S E A V E E S. They are a little bit more of like a unisex look, which I really like. Also, um, I also love coat- Kodiak. So definitely look at Kodiak boots. Mm-hmm. They are again, like a little bit more of an outdoor brand, but they have really cute, like daily styles.
1: I'm obsessed with Sorel boots.
0: You're obsessed. And Sorel is great too. Sorrel, I feel like I don't love their casual styles to me. They're like, I like their like true winter boots.
1: Okay, because I have like a Sorrel booty that I like wear constantly. So I think it depends on like what you're wearing it for. And I just like the option, like days like today, if you're kind of doing something a little more, I don't want to say fancy, we don't get fancy here, but fancier where you just don't want to wear like a tennis shoe or like an athletic shoe. The Sorrel booties are really good because they're waterproof. I love Anything waterproof here is like a must. I'm looking at the bogs, and those are really great. I love how they have the handles to pull them on. Do you have the yeah, handle it's like ones? A
0: true? like muck boot. Oh, yeah. I got them when I was a lifty, and I just like kind of needed something that was to walk around the like the resort parking lot that is really slushy. And, but I was, I don't know that I would, they're not the most comfortable boot out there. Like, I don't know if I could wear them all day. Okay. Um, they're good if you're just like traipsing out to, I mean, like you could wear them for a couple hours, but I don't know if I could like wear them to work and wear them all day. All right. We're almost done. I think we're going to take one more question just to wrap this up on the theme of the new year. And then we got a lot of questions this week specifically around parenting. So I want to acknowledge that we see those questions. And I think maybe next week we'll have an episode where I can dive into some of that a little bit more in depth because similar to like the grief question, parenting is a tough topic to cover In a couple of sentences, parenting questions, because there's so much that happens. I think this is EJ. Hi, EJ. EJ asks, any 2023 bingo card predictions? Like, what are we going to see? I
1: think EJ's here. I thought I saw them come in early. Anyway. On the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were in here here. for a second, but
0: hi, EJ. (laughs) Um, They want to know. Any 2023 bingo card predictions? Let's see. That's such a good
1: question because
0: it's like, ah, let's get out the crystal ball. I don't want to like (laughs) say anything, but actually, you kind of going to be like, what's going to happen? You know, dun dun dun. What do you think? You follow celebrities. What do you think celebrity wise is going to (gasps) happen?
1: Oh, there's going to be like some breakups. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's like some do think breakups that we'll coming see, on.
0: Do you think Jen and Ben will still be together at the end of 2023? No, I think, well, ah, that's a good one. I don't. Oh, Danielle says, who will Pete date next? So maybe ah! Jen and Ben will break up and then I, Jen will go to date Pete.
1: Yeah, maybe. He was dating someone recently. I can't even remember who it was, but I was like, really? wow, he, that guy just really gets around. Yeah, I I don't want to like, I can't say names because they're not coming to the top of my head. But I just feel like we're gonna get some good like celebrity celebrity breakups, which, hey, I'm not like wishing anyone to break up. But I just feel like the energy of change is coming around for people to be like, okay, we're enough of this crap. Kind of like with Giselle and uh, Tom Brady last year where I was like, finally, they're not the perfect couple. Like everyone was just like, they're so beautiful. And they have it all millions and millions. And they're like, nope. Tom just loved football Even millions too and millions much. Will save you.
0: In fact, millions and millions might make it easier to leave your husband. Exactly. Because <laughs> you don't have to worry about getting, uh, paying your lawyer. Whoosh. I. What do I think is going to happen in 2023? I don't really follow like pop culture and I'm actually also recently doing a really bad job following the news. I was able to get into the news for a little while kind of right after the midterms. Then I've sort of fallen back out of it over the holidays it's it is hard for me to stay with the news i am not the type of person who feels better if i know what's going on it like i will lay awake at night if I follow too much of the news, yeah, I know, get into the news. And I know that's a very like really privileged dance, but I do really track the stuff that I care about. But when it comes to just like world events, there is a line that I have to draw where it's like, I can't do anything about this. And so no amount of doom scrolling is going to help. Emily says, I follow Sharon Says So for the news. I don't know who that is, but I'm going to have to look them up.
1: What about like Twitter? I think Twitter's going to go. Oh my or gosh. Or something's going to happen with favorite Elon. my favorite
0: dumpster fire. It's my favorite dumpster fire. Somebody's it's my favorite. Elon. Somebody was like, I, the headline was like, Musk becomes the first person to lose $200 billion. I'm like, you know what?
1: I don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for
0: him at all. <laughs> don't feel sorry at all. Yeah. I really care. I mean, I feel bad because like the people who worked at Twitter are dealing with real repercussions of this. And there are also people out there who like their livelihoods were based on their tweets. You know, like so much of their personality and their persona online, which contributed to their livelihoods, was around Twitter and has been around Twitter. And like now, they're having to make some really tough decisions. But, um, yeah, really, really excited to see what happens <laughs> to Elon Musk.
1: That's really I mean, kind he'll just of go live on the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's one that's going to have a big year, good or bad. Probably bad.
0: Yeah, Kelly says tw- LinkedIn just told me Twitter sued for missing rent. That's happening in Boulder. They're not paying their rent, and they're building what? in Boulder. Yeah. What is going
1: on? Are they going to be like the next WeWork that kind of like, oh, this is going to be a great documentary movie, like a docu-series. This is going to yes. happen. And I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> Somebody needs to start a podcast about this immediately. <gasps> oh,
1: so good.
0: Yes, Joy. We could come out with like the Twitter expose podcast.
1: <gasps> Don't steal our Trademarking idea. Trademarking that idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. I love it. I,
0: love um, it. I wish I had a more specific answers for you, EJ. But... <sighs> Suffice to say, I think, broadly speaking, 2023, I'm hoping, gosh, so many knocks on wood, is going to feel anticlimactic. That is my dream for 2023, is that we get to this point a year from now and think, oh. Huh, that was such know, a boring year. Well, was such a boring year. I would love that for Oh,
1: that would be a great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's just all put that out of the universe it's for a boring year. Mm -hmm. yeah Um, well thank you guys so much for joining us thank you to everyone who joined in the chat if you guys want to join us live in the chat anytime we post links to our to join our um, live episode normally like the night before and also the morning of as a reminder you are not on screen you are not asked to be recorded you're basically just in like a chat room watching the episode live if you do not have Instagram and you want to be invited please let us know and we will do our best to email the link to you and we just have so much fun with people yeah
1: this is a new regular because i just i love having people here now it's like i just it's our friends fun. are with us
0: yeah so thank you to everyone who joined thank you to everyone who's listening don't forget you can find us on instagram at joy and claire underscore you can email us this is joy at gmail.com. you can go to our website joy thank you so much we are so excited for a new year 10 years we're
1: gonna hit that's my prediction 10 know, years, we is my prediction 10 years of that we're actually gonna do it it's gonna be good
0: <laughs> We're going to do it. It's going to happen. And we will talk to you next Thursday, just like every Thursday. Have a great Happy week. New Year. Bye.